And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls and Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. I'm grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And on this program, I try to bring you a variety of informative discussions, highlighting different people and ministries and events going on all across the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today's program, uh, it's a special program. We're going to be speaking to Ms. Deborah Alanis, Executive Director of Acts Missions. And later in the program, joining us will be Gerald Ganslin and Miss Kathleen McDonald-Tong of Colby Prison Ministries. And with them will be Deacon Adrian Cepeda, Director for Criminal Justice Ministry at the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Um, and again, these discussions will be in very informative. So I encourage you to tune in, uh, you know, keep it tuned in right here on the uh, local station or feel free to go to Facebook uh, and catch us on the you know, Facebook group page, the uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas Facebook group page, or you can also listen online at grnonline.com. And before we get to those conversations, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. So please, as we pray, uh, as I always ask, you know, ask that you would, you know, ask that the Lord would make his will known to you. And most of all, pray for that grace to accomplish his will and loving obedience. So join me now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help, and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families, and our loved ones ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Joseph, head of the Holy Family, pray Pray for for us. us. Mary, mother of our Savior, Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Easter again to everybody. Uh, we continue now through the Easter season, and uh, I hope that no one is taking a break or thinking that it's time to just kick back and relax. Uh, that's not the case, folks. You know, we are still here uh in celebrating the Lord's resurrection, we are grateful um, in in His gift of salvation to each and every one of us, and you know we need to continue that in 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 every day in our daily walk uh, and such. Uh, but again, happy Easter to all of you. Just want to recap a couple things that uh, took place, uh, you know, over the last few days. The first thing I want to talk about is the Fishers of Men dinner. So th- back on Thursday at Holy Trinity Banquet Hall, we had an outstanding turnout there at the Fishers of Men benefit dinner. And I want to give a big thank you to all of you uh, in attendance. I want to give a big thank you uh, to all our our sponsors of the event. I want to give a big thank you to, you know, you know, my planning committee, uh, you know, who uh, through their own gifts of, uh, you know, giving of their time 
time, talents, and treasures was, you know, we were able to put on what I thought was a, you know, an event that was a success. Monsignor Charles Pope, you know, gave a great keynote talk. And who could not want to be there, you know, to recognize the Salesian sisters of St. John Bosco? I mean, we had a sea of white habited yeah. sisters. We had a special guest of theirs all the way from Rome join us. Uh, so it was, uh, it was an awesome night. And, uh, you know, if you didn't get a chance to join this year, don't worry. In about six months or so, I, I will be making the push once again to invite you to join us. Uh, so uh, it was awesome. Also taking place uh, over the weekend, actually, um, you know, if you did or if you had seen some of the you know posts on Facebook and such, um, you know, a big deal took place uh, out at you know Vietnamese Martyrs Catholic Church uh, there over on Santa Gertrude Street, uh, actually not too far from you know from from my home. Uh, but the dedication to the shrine of Our Lady of La Vang took place yesterday in a beautiful uh, dedication ceremony. There was a procession. There was outdoor mass celebrated by His Excellency Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Sierra uh, and a whole assortment of priests uh, and deacons out there. Man, it was so beautiful. And I will tell you this, okay. If you would love to see, uh, you know, the, the shrine, if you want to, uh, kind of pilgrimage over there, you know, get away from, you know, things that are, you know, very close and very comforting for you, you know, get away a little bit. You want to see something super outstanding. You know, you get over there to, you know, Vietnamese Martyrs Catholic Parish, uh, there on the north central side of town. As I mentioned, it's over on Santa Gertrudis uh, Street. Um, and, you know, go, go pray, um, you know, at, at the shrine. I mean, the, the marble statue, I think this is like 45, you know, feet tall. I mean, don't quote me on that. I don't, I don't know the exact, uh, you know, height on it. Uh, but uh, it's got to be over 40 feet tall. It is carved out of, you know, uh, you know, pure marble. It is beautiful. Uh, and again, the Vietnamese Catholic community is so beautiful, so uh, full of hospitality. Uh, it was just such an amazing time uh, out there. So a couple of things also that are going to be taking place uh, coming up. If I can get to my notes here, the Salesian Sisters, speaking of Salesian Sisters, you know, they're, uh, you know, putting on their annual, actually, this is their third annual Salesian Sisters Fun Run, Fun Nun Run, uh, and this is to help, you know, support their ministry uh, with children, youth, and young adults across the Western United States. Uh, you know, the dates for the, the Fun Run, all right, is Saturday, April 29th through Friday, May 6th. Um, this is a fundraiser for them. So for information on how you can register or sign up, uh, go to SaletianSistersWest.org for more information and to register. Uh, we also want to talk about and um, promote the upcoming, uh, this is the Pilgrim Center of Hope um, Catholic Men's Conference. This is Saturday, April 29th. It's a half-day event. Uh, so again, if you're concerned about uh, you know length of time and, and things of that nature, you're nothing to worry about, guys. All right. Again, this is for the men. Saturday, April 29th, taking place at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton uh, Catholic Church. Um, you know, for more information on that, go to pilgrimcenterofhope.org and click on, uh, you know, events and click on, uh, men's conference. Uh, so the theme, of course, is set your compass. Um, you know, Join other men, other faith-filled men uh, who want to continue to grow in their own, uh, you know, spiritual journey. Uh, Bishop Yannick will be uh, out there giving uh, a, a talk on on the on the Eucharist. Uh, he will also be, um, you know, out there, you know, I think celebrating Holy Mass. Father Ken Geraci of the Fathers of Mercy will be giving a talk 
uh, as well. Uh, and also want to talk about the adoration for vocation. So uh, the Shrine of St. Padre Pio Catholic Church is hosting adoration for vocations on Sunday, April 30th from 530 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, so again, it, we always encourage uh, here at the Guadalupe Radio Network, you know, uh, we promote holy vocations. It's one of the promises made at our founding. And I want to encourage all of you uh, to get out there on Sunday, April 30th from 530 to 630 and, and spend an hour with Jesus. Spend an hour asking him to provide us with holy men, uh, you know, for, for the priesthood, holy men and women to the religious life. And again, uh, you know, as said, you know, the, the, what is that? The, the harvest is a, is great, but the laborers are few. So don't quote me on that either. Okay. But I was, I think I'm pretty close on that one, <laughs> but you know, without a, without further delay, I want to go ahead and welcome uh, to the program, a friend of ours, a close friend of ours, uh, you know, she's um, constantly, you know, working very hard on your behalf there at Acts Missions uh, to ensure that, you know, we, we continue to provide a ministry or that they continue to provide a ministry that will really and truly, you know, bring others closer to Christ. So without delay, let me go ahead and welcome Miss Deborah Alanese. How are you doing today, Miss Deborah? I'm blessed, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, you've come on the program a couple different times. You know, I absolutely love, uh, you know, what you do. I love the passion that you have for the faith uh, as well. So get us caught up on uh, what's going on in the Acts community. Sure. Well, first, let me let me say thank you for the Fishers of Men dinner last Thursday. Um, I'd like to challenge all my brothers and sisters out there for next year. I think Acts Missions was the first to uh, sign up for That's this right. year. <laughs> we appreciate all of the support. That's why you always you get the us. best seat, Deb. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much for that. Um, you know, something that was exciting and I <clears throat> was, you know, nodding my head uh, during the readings yesterday at Mass, right? We had Divine Mercy Sunday, a beautiful celebration of the mercy of Christ for us, right? Second Sunday of Easter, and we were reading from which book? Acts. Acts. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> These right. readings coming up are going to be all about Acts. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so... Um, we were we read from Acts chapter two, and the exact same verses forty two to forty seven are the uh, is the section of the scripture that our own founders uh, established and created mm. the Acts retreat. So it's in the second page of our introduction of our retreat manuals. Okay, <laughs> um, and so it's, it was exciting to be reminded, you know, what we're what we're what the early church did, right? Gathering in community mm-hmm. um, from the teachings of the apostles and breaking bread, uh, serving uh, in the community, and all things in common, right? And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Yeah. And so the Act Retreat is uh, on its 36th birthday, 36th year this year, mm-hmm. um, and it's an evangelization tool, right? Uh, when our if our parishes still have empty pews, uh, what a great opportunity to revive uh, Act Retreats in their parish or bring it. Uh, we have lots of things going on related to retreats and missioning, and um, I'm excited to be sharing that with you today. 
You know, if I can ask you, so yeah, let's talk more about the retreats because I know the last time that we had you on, we were talking about that 2023 was going to be a record-breaking uh, year, right? So uh, yes. here we are, uh, not even a complete four months into the year. Uh, where does that stand right now, Deb? Yeah, so let me tell you, last year we had over 500 retreats that were added to our schedule, right? And this is self-reporting, which means there's probably another 100, 200 that took place, right? Mm-hmm. So at least 500 on our schedule. As of April 5th, we already had over 300 listed wow. on the schedule. And the peak of every year, I have records from 2014 to today, um, peak retreats happen in September. Mm-hmm. So we have a peak in March and then we have a peak in September. And so uh, over the next two months, I fully anticipate that we are going to exceed over 500 pa- uh, retreats on the schedule for this year. Wow. You know, yeah. for now, remind our listeners, Deb, uh, you know, so how long have you been with Axe? Me personally, mm-hmm. um, I'm in my fifth year. Uh, I'll celebrate six years in September, so five and a half. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as we, so you like me, you know, being part of your, your own, um, you know, your own apostolate, you know, with Acts, um, you saw, you know, the, you saw the impact that, you know, the, uh, the, the, the COVID, um, oh, yeah. yeah, the, the COVID, um, you know, pandemic or so, um, you know, the impact that it had on your own ministry, right? Oh, so yes. what does it feel like, or how does it make you feel to see the the absolute boom uh, that Axe is experiencing right now? What's yes. that like for you? Well, we, we certainly were overwhelmed last year in, in good ways and in challenging ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, we have almost 600. Actually, I confirmed with my chapters at a meeting uh, last month, we have 600 active cores in six countries six countries six countries 600 and um over 80 almost 90 percent of those parishes are in the u.s okay um and we continue missioning uh, which means parishes that don't have acts yet we're sending retreats right and establishing cores in their parishes so so this year is it, just it continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, we will establish some new chapters, mm-hmm. uh, which are extensions of Axe Missions. Um, I'm hiring, <laughs> so you can. I'm check already it. taken. Uh, uh, I know, <laughs> darn. Uh, you can check out our website under organization. Look for employment. Uh, I literally, I just posted a second position uh-huh. um, on our site uh, today. Uh, so we need the help. Um, you know, the phones ring all day long. Uh, again, a good thing for us. Uh, we also are um, offering training uh, through headquarters, but also online if you need it self-paced or if you're not in an area where you have a local chapter. Uh, if you're not sure if you have a local chapter, you can check that out under, uh, again, our organization page. Mm-hmm. Click on chapters. And if you've, if our chapter has a website or a Facebook page, we have them linked. Uh, so yeah, just it, 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 and it's just amazing. The Holy Spirit does not want this tool to go away. Sure. Um, we got new requests last year from new countries that we're not in yet. Countries. countries. It just amazes me yeah. how you're talking about yeah. countries. Countries. That, yeah. I'm talking about countries, Puerto Rico, uh, Guam. Uh-huh. Uh, we still have a team that's interested in taking it to New Zealand. Wow. Um, yeah, and we're not missioning quite yet to those countries, sure. but but that we it keeps coming in. Mm-hmm. It keeps coming in. Uh, we have requests from new states as well. So mm-hmm. uh, we're headed to Georgia. 
we have a couple of other places and others that are growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana is crazy on fire. Uh, we have continued growth um, in northeast, uh, in the northeast as well. So it's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, uh, let me ask you something. You you were talking about missioning and such. And in fact, uh, you've got retreats coming up in in Florida. Yes. Right? So what, I mean. In your backyard. Wait, yeah. your hometown. <laughs> that, well, my mom's yes, town. Yes. Your mom's town. Yes. So they're in Pensacola. So, you know, what, kind of describe to me, you know, what it's like, uh, you know, explain the whole, the, the mission part of uh, sure. Acts. Sure. So when we, when we have a parish that wants to bring Acts to them, uh, we get involved in what's called the missioning process. So mm-hmm. we send two men's retreats, two women's retreats, and install an Acts Corps. And then the parish can take over hosting retreats for their own parish. And so we need mission teams. Um, the first mission teams for the men and the women um, are almost all outside members of the you know mm-hmm. community. Uh, unless the parish already has a few people who've lived the retreat and are ready to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not a requirement. Uh, and then the second retreat will be more of those that went on the first retreat, those retreatants. We invite them to now become part of the team and we train sure. them how to, to offer the retreat. Sure. Right. So it's, it's like a grassroots level type of deal. Oh, where, absolutely. Yeah, folks would come in, experience the acts, uh, you know, actual treat themselves, uh, exactly. and then take it upon themselves to, to continue to grow it. Right? Absolutely. We, we don't have a form yet on our website, but if you're interested in being a missioner on a mission team, mm-hmm. you know, just send us an email at our info at axmissions.org. You know, speaking of, uh, the, the missioner, uh, I'm assuming, uh, of course, and I, I want to make sure that my assumption isn't, you know, wrong, but, um, you'd probably need to have gone on a retreat. Retreat, on an acts retreat to, to be a missioner. Is that true or no? So when uh, when we're talking about serving on a mission team, mm-hmm. yes, you need to have lived the retreat. Okay. And um, theoretically, ideally, I should say, ideally, you've already also served at your parish retreat team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not mandatory. Um, sure. But the majority of people that are invited to be, because on mission teams, right, when you're at the parish, Two-thirds of your retreatants should be, I mean, uh, team members should be from your parish sure. who maybe have never served before. I got right? you. But when you are going on mission, you we look for experienced people uh, because there's uh, there could be a complete unknown, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, that happens uh, on retreat and you're in a different state. You might be in a different country and mm-hmm. you need to be able to be flexible and, and help each other, you know, deal with whatever comes sure. up. And so... Um, usually missioner mission teams are made up of men and women who've already served as a team member at their local parish level. That's right. That's yeah. right. Again, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is your live and local program for the South and Central Texas listening area in his vineyard. Uh, I would invite you also that if you'd like to, uh, you know, join us, you know, via, you know, Facebook stream, you can go to the uh, Facebook uh, website, join our GRN South and Central TX Facebook group page uh, and check us out there. You can also go online at grnonline.com to tune in. Um, and of course, you can tune in right here on your uh, local uh, GRN South and Central Texas station. Um, you know, Miss Deb, I want to ask you also, um, are you familiar or how familiar are you? Can you talk to us about some of the retreats going on that are scheduled right now? I mean, what parishes are having them? That way, those who are tuning in, if they're part of those parishes or maybe if they're not even part of those parishes, uh, 
but you got somebody who's on fire after um, having come into the church at the vi- you know Easter vigil. If you got somebody who's really on fire after experiencing uh, you know the the Lenten season and mm-hmm. and the resurrection, um, you know maybe they they want to, to to sign up. I mean, where are some of these parishes that are uh, you know hosting an axe retreat right now? I know um, Saint Mary Magdalene uh, you know just finished theirs. Yes. Uh, you know want to you know give a shout out to you know all the ladies uh, you know returning from from that retreat. I know I've got a couple of friends, uh, you know, that served on that retreat. So mm-hmm. uh, welcome back, ladies. Again, you know, as you come down the mountain, stay on fire mm-hmm. uh, for that faith and feed your faith with Radio for Your Soul. GRN is a very good tool uh, to that. Yeah, to continue feeding uh, and yes. learning. But what are yes. some other parishes that are, uh, you know, hosting retreats, Deb? So we have we have a number of them happening in San Antonio, but we have also all over, uh, not just San Antonio proper, right? Okay. Um, if you go to our website under the retreat tab and do a retreat search, you can look for, um, you know, anywhere that we have a chapter, anywhere really where we have an active act score, uh, the retreats are listed there on our schedule. So we had 40 listed just for April. We have over 30 listed for May. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something that's coming up in the next month or two, that's the best place to go looking. Go to the website. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you don't see your own parish, check your parish website or uh, call the parish rectory to to find out. Yeah, most of these... You know, most of these acts retreats are going to be, you know, in their parish bulletin. And, exactly. And, yeah, because I know there's a lot. In fact, uh, I want to talk about one in particular. So, uh, St. Helena Catholic Church is, um, well, this is the San Antonio Catholic Community, uh, you know, military women's acts retreat hosted by military women mm-hmm. for military women. Um, and their flyer says, come experience a weekend focusing on your faith, its application to daily life and your presence at the liturgy and building purpose in your prayer life. Uh, so again, this acts retreat is for uh, military veterans, mm-hmm. uh, women, women yes. veterans, women uh, who are currently on active duty or reservists, right. whatever the case or might retired. be. Yes, mm-hmm. or retired. Uh, this is going to take place uh, in, in really just a, a, a short four weeks, uh, May 18th through the 21st. It's going to take place at St. Anthony de Padua Retreat Center. Yes. Um, so again, you could go to the, you know, you can call actually, uh, you know, Irma Segovia, Wendy, uh, or Loretta, um, or email SA Military Acts. Not, that's not acts like, you know, what you throw, but acts A C T S. <laughs> Uh, that's the uh, acronym for Adoration Community Theology and Service. So, sa military acts at gmail dot com. If you'd like more information uh, on it, I know uh, they would love to, to see you out there. Yes. Have you ever? Exp- um, do you know women who have experienced the military acts retreat, Deb? Sure, I do. Per, yeah, yeah. Uh, and men's that we have the men's one as well. And oh, okay. I think theirs is coming up in June. We'll be sure to get both of their uh, information on our website. Yeah, uh, we've been remiss in doing that, but um, Axe Missions continues to support the military mission retreats. Mm-hmm. They're here held here in San Antonio, um, and they're hosted by a local parish. So um, I think St. Anthony de Padua is hosting this year. Um, uh, so yeah, that, it's. The unique thing about that particular version, right, is that it's by veterans for veterans, mm-hmm. right? And so it brings a different perspective, obviously, yeah. right? Um, and uh, but they still follow the the you know retreat format, the retreat framework, the essentials, right. um, and come back to a parish community. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said they're going back to St. Helena's um, or St. Well, actually, no, I just know the uh, ladies. There are some uh, ladies I know, some friends of mine uh, over there at the parish that are that are, um, yeah. you know, have been really, you know, promoting active, it, pushing it, yes. and active, uh, you know, yeah. with it. So, uh, yeah. but actually the location for this is St. Anthony of the Padua Retreat, Retreat Center. Center. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, what's, what's great. We, I told you we're, we're celebrating our 36th birthday. Yeah. Save the date, Saturday, July 22nd for our birthday party. Um, but there are so many beautiful fruits of Acts, right? We talk about how we're a fruit of Curcio, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, here up in a few minutes, you're going to have Colby Prison Ministry uh, talking about their work, yes. right? And Colby Prison Ministry, along with others like Shields of Christ yep. and um, things like that, um, are, are fruits of, of the Axe Retreat. Sure. Um, the mission is a little different, only in that for Axe Retreats, it needs to serve the parish community. Sure. Which is why Colby Prison Ministry now is their own yeah, uh, their own uh, ministry now. Yeah. Yep, uh, because they're obviously serving those that are that are incarcerated. So yeah. um, it's just it's a beautiful thing. So there's opportunity to um, attend a retreat in your local parish. Um, and then there's opportunities in these other ways to serve. All right. Well, that music means that we're going to go to our first break. Don't change the station. We will be right back. Um, so you're, you're going to be in for a treat. We're going to talk to uh, Deacon Adrian, Miss Kathleen, and uh, Mr. Gerald about prison ministry. All right. So don't change the station. We'll be right back after this quick break. All are invited to see a powerful new film about a teenage saint arriving in U.S. theaters this April 18th for one night only. Mirando Al Cielo is a feature film that will inspire your faith and bring you face-to-face with a young Mexican teen, Jose Sanchez Del Rio, whose heroism made him a saint of the Catholic Church. Mirando Al Cielo is the movie to see with your family and friends this Easter time. Tickets are available at MirandoAlCielo.mx. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Want to do something with your kids that will automatically set them up for success in their physical and mental health? That will more deeply bond them with their siblings and with you? What about something that will increase their vocabulary, improve their academic performance, and lay a foundation for spiritual growth? And it will take less than five, maybe seven hours a week? Additionally, it's something that you need to do anyway, and it's actually pretty enjoyable. Would you be interested in doing that? Well, the amazing event that will deliver all these benefits is a family meal. God has designed us so that our body needs food and our soul needs community. The family dinner table fills both of these needs. And sadly, fewer and fewer families, even Catholic families, are partaking in this vital ritual. Having a regular family dinner does take planning, but if you and your spouse make bringing the family together for one meal a day a priority, it can happen. For more on this topic, listen to our podcast on family meals at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with the Catholic Homeschool Conference. On June 9th and 10th, we will be hosting an online conference for Catholic homeschoolers. There will be live and pre-recorded talks, rosary to start each day of the conference, interactive workshops, parent networking, and much more. More information can be found at catholichomeschoolconference.com. That is catholichomeschoolconference.com.
And welcome back, listeners, to your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Hopefully you had a, you know, uh, you, you got some nuggets out of that conversation with Ms. Deb Alanise. Again, for more information on the upcoming retreats, visit your uh, parish website, look and refer to your parish bulletin, or go to axmissions.org and find out, you know, some of the retreats that have been registered with Axe Missions. Uh, they do have a lot of information too. Also, a lot of information on the different events that they've got. Um, so please uh, continue to, um, you know, to stay up to date with those things going on. Wanted to give you a quick update too on some of the, uh, well, actually, some other retreats that are going on. Um, if you uh, are aware of the Love Strong Marriage Ministries, they've got three uh, three retreats coming up. Actually, this is two are on the same weekend. Uh, well, actually, it's three on the same weekend. How about that? Yeah, I'm looking at the information. I thought my eyes were deceiving me, but we've got the St. Matthew uh, Catholic Church Love Strong Marriage Retreat taking place Friday, May 20, or excuse me, Friday, April 21st. Uh, through Sunday, April 23rd. Uh, so if you're in the, um, you know, in the St. Matthew uh, Catholic Church community, be sure to register for that. We've also got Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, in Holotus. Uh, they are on that same weekend, Friday, April 21st through Sunday, April 23rd. Um, and lastly, but certainly not least, St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church uh, there in New Braunfels. Uh, they are on the same weekend, uh, Friday, April 21st through Sunday, April 23rd. Uh, not to cause any confusion with the different uh, registration, um, you know, costs uh, and such, registration fee, uh, please go to lovestrongmarriage.com uh, and you'll be able to see the, the various retreats that are going on for the Love Strong Marriage, uh, you know, uh, Ministries. Also, want to uh, tell everybody about the upcoming Knights of Columbus uh, Fiesta Casino Night. Uh, this is Knights of Columbus. Uh, St. Peter, Prince of the Apostles Catholic Church, uh, $60 per person or $100 per couple. Uh, this will also include dinner and $1,000 worth of poker chips, okay? Now, this is, you know, this is a, a fundraising event. It's not like real uh Real value to the poker chips, okay? But it is a good time. It is certainly a good time. And for more information on that, you can contact Marcus uh, by uh, you know giving you know direct messaging him or emailing Marcus at k of c prince at gmail. Dot com. Uh, again, this is uh, sure to be a good time, and it's going to go to uh, a great cause. Uh, so again, that's sixty dollars per person or a hundred dollars per couple. Uh, and this is benefiting uh, St. Peter, Prince of Apostles School. Uh, so again, without delay, I want to go ahead and, and welcome uh, to the program, uh, you know, some very special guests. Uh, I think the work that they do is so important right now. Uh, it is certainly one of the, you know, ministries that uh, is, is less talked about, uh, you know, out there in, in the Catholic world, but we're going to shed more light on it now. They're doing some great work. So I want to introduce first, um, you know, Deacon Adrian Cepeda uh, from the Criminal Justice Ministry. Here in the Archdiocese of San Antonio, we're also going to welcome Ms. Kathleen Tong, uh, McDonald Tong, uh, and Gerald Ganslin of Colby Prison Ministry. So we'll start off with, uh, you know, uh, the good deacon over here. Deacon Adrian, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us. Good, good, good. Well, if you could, Deacon, uh, could you tell us about, you know, what your work is like with the, you know, the Archdiocese's, um, you know, ministry for, for criminal justice? I mean, what, tell us about that. Well, 
at this time, there's uh, 34 facilities within the archdiocese with over 10,000 men and women incarcerated just in the area within the archdiocese. And the mission of the archdiocese is to just bring the message of faith, hope, justice, reconciliation Mm -hmm. to everybody that's affected by violence and crime, both victims and the offenders themselves, to, to bring Christ to them and his mercy. Sure. If I can ask you, Deacon, um, what motivated you to get involved uh, in, in this capacity? Well, it's something that I felt I was really called to. Um, our brothers and sisters that are incarcerated um, come a lot of times. They come from households that already had a lot of difficulties mm-hmm. and didn't have the same opportunities as other kids in other families and it's not it's not to excuse what they've done but it's to recognize um, and have mercy on people that um, did have gone through difficulties that has followed them into adulthood and has resulted in them being incarcerated wow um were you, if you could tell us uh, about your experience with this, um, you know, with the experience inside the walls, right? I mean, what, what are, what is that like for, you know, for, for, for you, for uh, those who, who volunteer uh, and what it's, what is it like, you know, for those who are incarcerated? Well, it's very beautiful to go in and see the work of Christ being mm-hmm. done in those facilities. Yeah. It's very beautiful to see men going through RCIA and receiving sacraments, even though they're incarcerated. Wow. Last year, we had over 30 men that received sacraments. This year, we will have probably another 30, maybe more, that will receive the sacraments. What a uh, blessing indeed, right? It's a, it's a blessing to these men, and uh, they are not forgotten by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. We have the volunteers, uh, we have priests that go in, deacons, uh, the bishops themselves mm-hmm. go in, and it means so much, and it's such a blessing to the men. And I can tell you that the men that uh, that we are with that are really involved in coming to Christ have really, it's very beautiful to see the change in them, but to also you can, you can see... Th- the peace in their face, Mm -hmm. which is something that's very beautiful because prison life obviously is so difficult and it's so hard to be in there. But you you can see more peace in their faith as they start to get involved in the Catholic ministries that are offered. You know, if I can ask you something, and, um, you know, maybe this is, you know, what some listeners may think, you know, because there's a part of us that's always, you know, that that has that that human side of us that says, well, you know, what? they deserve to be there. You know, why are we talking about, uh, you know, compassion and love? You know, I mean, these are these are criminals, right? So, what would you say to folks, you know, who who have that kind of that mindset or so? Because I mean, we are called to to minister to to those imprisoned, right? I mean, what would you say to to folks, you know, with that kind of mindset? I would tell them that first of all, we're all children of God. Mm-hmm. And God loves us all, and there's mercy and forgiveness and reconciliation for everybody. Sure. 
And because somebody has made a mistake, uh, because somebody has found themselves in that situation, mm-hmm. they still are God's children. And we have a responsibility to our church and to Christ yeah. to minister and help them on this very difficult journey that they're on. Amen. Uh, again, I, beautifully put, Deacon. Yeah, beautifully put. You know, I want to introduce now uh, from Colby Prison Ministries, uh, Mr. Gerald Ganslin, uh, Miss Kathleen McDonald Tongue. Gerald, you know, I'll, I'll start with you. You know, can you tell our listeners uh, who may not be familiar with Colby Prison Ministry uh, what your apostle is all about? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Sean. You know, we, we actually came out of Acts. So previously, we were talking about yeah. Acts missions. And we, back in uh, 2009, we actually started a thing called uh, Prison Acts. So uh-huh. we would go into the facilities as uh, doing Acts retreats. Well, naturally, the follow-up for that was a, a desire to have more faith, more teaching, more education. So it rolled into now where we're bringing the RCI classes and so forth. Well, several years followed, and, and we couldn't really, you can imagine, taking an axe retreat into a prison. There's a lot of things that have to be left out or changed or modified and so forth. And so we really weren't doing the true axe retreat okay. like you might go to with your parish. So we got together with axe missions, and we decided that we would actually not sully their name or things like that, you know, and actually change it. So that's how we came up with Colby mm-hmm. Prison Ministries, named after St. Maximilian Colby. And uh, so since uh, uh, 2014, we've actually been a, our own nonprofit organization, yeah. uh, currently working in over 63 prisons across the state of uh, Texas and Louisiana. Wow. Yeah. That, that is a uh, that's super amazing. If you can touch just uh, on a little bit, give us a little history lesson here. Uh, why Saint Maximilian Colby? Well, you know, if anybody looks at it, uh, Saint Maximilian Colby, uh, he actually gave his life in 1941 uh, in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long story, but anyways, he gave his life to save another man mm-hmm. who had a son. And he was actually put into solitary confinement. They were starving these 10 men to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the last one. He didn't die of starvation. Right. So they injected uh, Father uh, Maximilian Kolbe with carbolic acid mm-hmm. uh, to kill him. And so he is the patron saint of prisoners. Okay. So that's where that, that came from. Beautiful history, beautiful story. Amen. A beautiful man. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, very interesting. We, we talk about, we're talking about, uh, St. Maximilian Cole because, uh, yesterday, you know, we actually, you know, there was, there, there's a program, uh, I think on one of the streaming services, uh, it's called the Two Roses or the Two, Two crowns, excuse me, the two crowns, because I think with Maxim, you know, St. Maximilian Colby, uh, as a very young child, he was uh, in a dream or so, he encountered the Blessed Virgin Mary, and you know, she gave him to choose you know, which crowns. You know, and, oh, beautiful story, folks. Again, I don't want to get sidetracked uh, and go down that, but uh, you know, very interesting. You know, I want to also uh, you know, bring on uh, Miss Kathleen. Miss Kathleen, so you've been part of Colby Prison Ministry uh, you know, for how long, and what is your role within the apostolate? Well, I started back in about 2019 with the invitation from another volunteer to come in and support faith formation that was going on inside. And through my background, um, we do a contemplative formation. And 
really introduced through using materials and de-schooling um, relational um, cha- uh, understanding of the faith. Mm-hmm. So one day I was um, actually working with facilitators who are inmates inside the unit that are actually catechists inside. Um, they're extremely intelligent. They um, are wonderful apologetics teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, they know the faith better than many, many Catholics do. Yeah. So they were going through a little understanding of baptism. Mm-hmm. But the really important piece of this is to know that this particular guy that was leading it had never been in a Catholic church. He had never seen a, a font. He had never really experienced the entire sacred space of the church. So what that allowed me to do um, is introduce baptism using the prayers, the water, the Trinitarian formula, the light with materials. And from there, it just it blossomed. Um, that. They got so excited about that when we did the second phase, which is now introducing the prayers of the priest. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the, the other sacramentals that are used in baptism. They stopped the presentation, and they said, wait, 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 we've never, we've never known this. We've never seen this. Would you come back? And so from there on, I've pretty much been there every week wow. that I could get in. And ultimately what had happened with that um, – by the third lesson of the baptism, where we start with the doors, mm-hmm. then we move to the font. Now we've actually expanded it to do the prayers of the Mass, the breaking down of the Mass, yeah. and all of the different um, wonderful areas that the Church offers through sacred tradition, through right. um, through the Word, everything. So I work with the facilitators. I help make sure that they have all the materials they need to be forming correctly, and yeah. then we go from there. How about that? Um, you know, I want to. I want to also ask. So, uh, something special took place last year with Colby, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, y'all were actually named and entered into the uh, Catholic Directory, right? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that, Gerald? Well, yes. Uh, uh, God bless uh, Lori Perry and uh, uh, Bishop Gary for the help that they gave us mm-hmm. in doing this. But it was actually a four year process that we. It took us to uh, to get into the the. Uh, Catholic directory, uh, but we did with their help. We came up with the statutes, and everybody signed off. So now we're recognized by the USCCB as a Catholic organization, and that really helps us when we go into other places. Mm-hmm. We're going to new dioceses and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, which we're currently talking. We're gonna we have a retreat planned in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Oh wow! So we're moving into Florida, uh, and we're also having uh, discussions in up in Oklahoma. Yeah. To, to go north to Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma. So th- those are the kind of things where that uh, listing in the Catholic direction, uh-huh. directory really helps us as a ministry. Well, praise Jesus for uh, you know, all, all the work that, uh, you know, you continue to do. And, you know, you gave credit to, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, big advocates there. And Bishop Gary, you know, Miss Perry, you're, you're 100% right. Uh, I want to go back over to, uh, you know, Deacon Adrian here. You know, as we were talking, Deacon, earlier, you were talking about, um, you know, what it's been like, uh, uh, for you to, to minister to, to those inside the walls. You were also talking
talking about um, you know our own responsibility to continue to bring Christ uh, to those who are in- incarcerated. You know, could you share with us and with our listeners so what maybe one of the most memorable uh, events uh, for you um, you know in, in doing uh, that that ministry? Well, I think for me, uh, one of the most memorable is uh, actually seeing the men receive their sacraments after making the commitment to come to the church Mm -hmm. and really make the commitment to make that change and go to church every week Mm -hmm. when it's offered, every week that it's available, and see them do their studies and get so so uh, in love with the faith and learning so much about Christ that they complete their RCIA studies and then have the sacraments of initiation celebrated with the bishop. Um, To me, that is really something that is really just the ultimate. Yeah. Again, because, again, nobody is excluded from the grace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so these men, even though they're in prison, they go to RCIA just the way somebody has the opportunity to do it at their parish. Amen. Uh, and folks, if you're uh, just tuning us, this is your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Also, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area, having this wonderful conversation with uh, Deacon Adrian Cepeda, uh, director at the criminal justice, um, criminal justice ministry for the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Also having this discussion with Miss uh, Kathleen uh, McDonald Tong and Gerald Ganson of Colby Prison Ministries. Uh, just, uh, you know, wonderful. You know, I want to ask, um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll ask you, uh, this question, Miss Kathleen. So I, I asked, you know, uh, Deacon here, his experience, his memory, you know, miss, most memorable uh, experience. Uh, I'd like to ask you the same thing. Uh, in the time that you've, uh, you know, worked with Kobe Prison Ministries, um, you know, what would you say is probably the most memorable, uh, you know, moment for you? Um, God, there's so many because you go in thinking you're going to help them and they actually change you. It's just, it's a remarkable reversal. But um, we did, instituted at one of the units, the rights of enrollment. And we had a priest that came in and did it bilingually for us. And we had 13 men. And for them and their sponsors, who in some cases, in many cases, is another inmate that has already celebrated the sacraments. Okay. They went up and they start playing, placing the cross on each other, it, or in, on that inmate, mm-hmm. and you know with all the senses. And I could see guys' eyes streaming with water, that they were yeah. so emotional and so taken aback in the moment. They didn't care where they were. Mm-hmm. You could just feel the holy pres- the Holy Spirit present. It was beautiful. Amen. Uh, I think, you know, when when you. Sp- when we sit here and we're speaking about you know prison ministry, and you think it's powerful at the Easter Vigil when when men and women, and even you know in some cases uh, you know children are coming into the church, they're they're being you know they're they're at the baptismal font, uh, they're being baptized, and in that moment you know they are the holiest that they will ever be. Mm-hmm. They are the holiest that they will ever be. I guess I could I should say on this earth. Right. Uh, I mean, they are made clean and perfect at that moment. And I think, uh, in, in what you're saying and what Deacon is describing too is that, you know, to see that taking place, uh, in a place that you feel, you feel it's probably just full of violence, 
full of uh, you know bad decisions, like you're saying. Uh, and men, men and women are, are coming to the Lord in this environment. I mean, it's got to be a very powerful and moving experience. Am I right? It's it's beyond moving that. You have a face on a person that was locked up. When I, you asked that question a while ago about they got what they deserve, I wrote mm-hmm. a story about that because that was me. Mm-hmm. And until I was invited in mm-hmm. and could put the face on that human, sure. and till you actually get messy, as, as yeah. Mother Teresa tells us, yeah. you don't really get to see the heart of that person. Yeah. So there's, get me wrong, there's hurdles too, but... When you see them coming to the faith in an intentionality in that, um, you don't question it. You say, the Holy Spirit put me here for a reason, and let me see what what I need to do to be the ministry of presence for that person. Yeah, amen. Um, You know, and I want to ask, you know, Gerald, you know, so... So Gerald, you know, my question to you, you know, how and how does exactly does Colby Prison Ministry, um, you know, interact with the, you know, the... The, the ministry for criminal justice, you know, at the archdiocese, because I know uh, here we, we've got the archdiocese, uh, you know, level, and then you, you're your own, um, you know, apostolate. Uh, what's the interaction like between the two? Well, probably the easiest way or the way I like to describe it is where are the boots on the ground? Okay. So we, we go inside the prison, and there's a reason why we've chosen to work inside the prisons. And, and it's because there is a separation uh, uh, with the men, from working with them inside versus outside. We are actually not allowed to have contact with them when they come out of the prisons. Mm. What if we're ministering to them inside the prison? So they want us to stop and keep keep that boundary. Sure. And and there's some there's some legalistic real reasons why that sure. happens. Sure. But but we when when we do this, we're we're those boots that go into the prisons. Um you know, if the if the archdiocese or any of the dioceses across the state of Texas were to try to hire the 900 or 2,000 people that it takes to actually go in and minister to these people, it, it would be cost prohibitive to hire them. So mm-hmm. that's where we're the volunteers that actually go in uh, for, uh, it's it's every week. We go yeah. into these prisons every week and it's uh, it's actually that presence that actually makes the difference. Mm-hmm. It, it, to all of the offenders, you know, it's we really show up, and it's the Holy Spirit that does all the work. Amen. Um, you know, could you share with us? Uh, you know, why would anyone want to spend their time doing prison ministry? You know, it's it's a question that probably a lot of our listeners is, are, are asking. But why would they want to do this? Well, you know, I think the first the first reason is because Jesus asked us to. He wants us to go into the prisons, and he told us that. Without any uh, equivocation, he said, go to the prisons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're uh, in the prison visiting these people, you're visiting me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first reason why we ought to go. But then the other reasons are is that, you know, these people, I look at a lot of them as, you know, we might look at our children. Our children, you know, we have sometimes they're really good and we have the angelic yeah. children and we got those children that don't behave. Right. Well, right. it's the same thing in the prisons. You know, there are people that made mistakes in their lives and they want to change that and become something different. Then there are still those that live in that darkness and they're going to be in that darkness. Yeah. We, there's not a lot we can do for them. But when somebody wants to change and they say, hey, I'm ready for a different kind of a life, then that's where we actually open that door 
because our, our Catholic faith is so beautiful. And we just invite them to come into that door with us and, and, and start that journey. And then we just expose them to the sacraments. Sure. And then the Holy Spirit takes over. And, that, yeah. and that's, that's really it. And, then, and the graces we receive from all of that are just tremendous. Amen. Yeah. You know, I think uh, as you talk about the, the graces and, you know, as you start introducing, uh, you, know, um, you know, those who are, are, are inside, uh, to the truth, right? And we know that truth is a person in, in, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, but when you start introducing uh, these truths, I mean, you can't help. Um, well, I guess you can't help even as me speaking, but I'm sure they can't help themselves, you know, because obviously the curiosity factor comes up. Oh, man, what is that? What do they mean by that? Right? I mean, it's just like us, to, you know, talking out here. You know, uh, when someone when when you start talking to someone who's non-Catholic and they've got all these questions and and, and such, uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit is amazing and powerful in how uh, if, if He wants to introduce Himself to you, um, you're going to find out who He is real quick, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I want to ask. Uh, let me turn uh, you know turn every you know turn it back over to uh, Deacon uh, you know Deacon Adrian just uh, real quick. Uh, so for folks who want to you know help out uh, in any which way at the you know for the the Archdiocese. Uh, you know, criminal uh, prison ministry. Um, I'm sure there's a need for volunteers. Uh, where can they go to? And tell me about this event that you've got coming up. Well, uh, this Saturday, the 22nd, we do have an event that is a day of reflection for all current and former volunteers of, of prison ministry. And uh, we really appreciate uh, the work that the station did in promoting that event. Um, at this time, uh, the RSVP window has closed, mm -hmm. uh, but we have received about 100 RSVPs, and uh, we're going to have speakers. Uh, we're going to have adoration. Uh, Bishop Gary Yannick is going to be a keynote speaker, and he's also going to celebrate Mass at 4 o'clock. How beautiful. And so it's going to be a, a very, very beautiful day. And, you know, going back to the ministry and volunteers, and as you've heard from each of us, how much we get out of it as yeah. volunteers. Yeah. There is such a need for volunteers. And going back to the, the 34 and over 10,000 men and women uh, that I talked about earlier, you know, those do include state prisons, county, federal, mm -hmm. and juvenile facilities. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the Archdiocese of San Antonio and thinking about volunteering, um, it's a very large diocese, yeah. right, that we all know. Yeah. So there's plenty of opportunities. It stretches all the way to Kerrville to the north, uh, Kennedy to the south, Gonzalez to the east, and Del Rio to the west. Wow. And there's facilities, these 34 facilities are spread out throughout this whole area. Yeah. And so if they want more information, they can go to archsa.org. That's our website. And they can click on Pastoral Ministries, Criminal Justice Ministries. And there is a newsletter link as mm -hmm. soon as they get on there that they can click on to get updates on criminal justice ministry, and they can get more information on the criminal justice ministry of the archdiocese. And there's also a link on there to the Colby website awesome. so that they can also 
learn more about the Colby ministry. Amen. Uh, and again, with just a couple of minutes left to go in the program, uh, Gerald, if you could, you know, tell us, uh, you know, tell us where people can sign up to, to serve, uh, you know, with Colby. Um, you know, I know that you, there's always a need for, again, those, those volunteers, but tell us more uh, where more information can be found. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Uh, we can be found, our website is Colby, K-O-L-B-E, Prison Ministries, S-A, and that stands for San Antonio. So it's Colby Prison Ministries, S-A, dot org. It's a long thing, but it's actually that's how you get in touch with us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, with just a couple of minutes left, uh, I know and am familiar with the, the annual conference. Uh, what's going on with the conference this year? Yeah, thanks for asking about that. Uh, so our conference is going to be in July 22nd at uh, St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco, Texas. And so we've got a, a Bishop uh, Joseph Strickland from the Diocese of Tyler will be speaking, uh, Father Jude Siciliano. Uh, he was actually a chaplain at San Quentin. And then uh, we have a Catholic podcaster, uh, Michael Gormley, who's also going to speak, as well as Carol Monroe, who's a director with uh, TDCJ. That sounds awesome. And again, I can't thank all of you enough for, for spending the time, uh, you know, with us uh, to really share about, uh, you know, what I think is a super important ministry, and that is uh, to serve the needs, uh, the, the, you know, the, the spiritual needs of our uh, brothers and sisters, uh, you know, but behind the walls there. Um, again, I think if we can all uh, take an extra dose of uh, humility, uh, take an extra dose of, of, of charity, um, I think that, you know, we, we would know that, uh, A, they, they need our, our, our prayers, uh, two, they, they need volunteers to come in and to minister uh, to these men and women like, like y'all are doing. So, folks, I would encourage you highly to, you know, to reach out to, to both, uh, you know, organizations. Again, uh, Deacon uh, Adrian Cepeda uh, there at the Archdiocese, archsa.org. Click on Pastoral Ministries and click on Criminal Justice Ministry and go to Colby Prison Ministries, sa.org. O-R-G. O-R-G. <laughs> Again, uh, and before the music cuts us off, uh, you know, Deacon, would you leave us all with your blessing? Yes. Father, we thank you for all the blessings you give us in our life. We thank you for this beautiful day. And we thank you for this ministry and ask you to help us bring more volunteers into this ministry to help us minister to our brothers, sisters, and children that are in most need. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. 
So two farmers are both praying for rain. One farmer is not doing anything except praying, but the other farmer prays as he plows his field, pulls weeds, fertilizes, and then prays even more. Which of those farmers is going to benefit more from the rain when it comes? This is a good illustration of how grace builds on nature. You need to be steeped in prayer, but you also need to use the natural gifts God gives you. You and your spouse are a team. You need to communicate and work on your marriage regularly. Ask yourself, how can my spouse and I work together so as to be more open to God's grace? Sure, prayer is essential, but it isn't magic. When confronted with conflicts and challenges in marriage, we need to begin by looking at ourselves and discovering ways to grow personally so we can love our spouse more effectively. And all these things work so much better when you're steeped in grace. For more on this topic, listen to us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.